We're going through the book of Proverbs for this summer. Back when I was in probably the fifth or sixth grade, I remember not every fifth or sixth grade boy likes girls, but I did. And my friend liked girls too. And I remember being at his place, his house, and he did this thing that sometimes boys do with each other, and it, or friends do this with each other. He said, Nathan, tell me, who do you like? And his words were, I promise it will be a secret. I won't tell anyone. And I remember wrestling with that. Do I tell him or not? That's my friend, I'll tell him. So I told him who I like. Okay, well, here's, here's who I like. And I told him, here's the girl I think is cute. Okay, here's the girl I like. Well, it wasn't too much later, and someone came to me. Hey, Nathan, I hear that you like so-and-so. Uh, trust. As a high school student, I, I went with my youth group out to this retreat center, Twin Rocks Friends Camp. Some of you might be aware of that, that camp out in Rockaway Beach, Oregon on the coast. Went out there with the youth group. Had a, it, was a, it was a good weekend. One of the things that we did as a youth group out there was we used the Twin Rocks camp or the facility there. And they had at that time, this was mid-90s, they had a low ropes course. I don't think they had any kind of high ropes course at that point. Just a low ropes course. And we did something out there um, to help foster teamwork, working together. One of the things that we did was called the trust fall. Do you know what the trust fall is? I'm not sure. Maybe, you've, maybe some of you have done it before. So here's, here's a diagram. Oops. There we go. Mark's got it. He's on it. Here, here's a di- this is a diagram. This is a trust fall. Okay, and what, what you do is you stand on a platform, usually I'd say four to five feet off the ground, and you kind of cross your, your arms, you grab your shoulders, and you kind of make yourself flat like a board, and you just fall back. But you've got about six people, usually like a minimum of six people, who are there to catch you. Now these people who are there to catch you, they put their hands out like this, but they're not there to, to link arms. They're just there to, their arms are kind of floating. Okay, they can't touch each other. There has to be this give, okay? And there is a lot of trust that comes into play here because you're falling backwards and you cannot see what you're falling into. I remember, I remember doing this. Um, can you imagine being the person who is falling can you imagine being this person? These are just offline. This is from YWAM um, out here in Turner. Can you imagine being that person? It takes a lot of trust. Okay, I am trusting that as I fall back, you're going to be there to catch me. You know, and I've actually, over my years of doing this, I have seen a few people fall. I've seen people, oops, we didn't catch you. Okay, so when, you, when you're standing there and you're like, ready to fall back, you are, okay, you guys are going to catch me, right? You're going to stop me. A couple weeks ago, remember I talked with you, this was actually a Mother's Day, I talked with you about the pamper pole. I'm not going to go back through that whole story, but remember me climbing up this 
telephone pole, 25 feet up in the air, and then jumping off and trying to go for that red ball, trying to find that, takes a lot of trust. Takes a lot of trust to jump off that pole and assume that this rope that I'm har- like this this harness system that I've got going here it's going to catch me, and it takes a lot of trust for those people who are holding the other end of the rope that you're not going to just let go. You're going to hold me, and this is all going to work because if I fall from 25 feet up in the air, it's not going to be pretty. This last fall, I was with a group of pastors here in Salem. I was wanting to just get to know pastors, and YWAM Ropes Course invited the pastors of Salem out for a free half day, which was, I thought it was great that they did this, a free half day for pastors to come out to the ropes course and just work with each other. And so I was with a team of pastors, and we were doing this. Now, for me, doing this, this is a picture from the bottom of the platform that you climb up to, and it's a giant rope swing. Now, for me, I have, you've heard about my shunt that I have. Ever since the shunt, things have not quite been just right. And I shared that about that a couple weeks ago. Running was difficult, although I've been running more and more. Well, heights have also not been my favorite thing because of this. And yet I was thinking, whenever you go out to YWAM, they always tell you, okay, will you give me 110%? See, they're saying, I don't want 100%. Because if you just give me 100%, you don't ever grow. You don't ever challenge yourself. I want 110%. I want you to push yourself beyond what you think you can push yourself. Because usually we are capable of more than what we believe we are capable of. And so I was thinking, oh, do I go with this or not? I didn't want to. And then one of the guys, one of the team leaders, one of my team leaders said, hey, Nathan, why don't you go on the rope swing? And I just thought about it and I was, and and then you know how it goes when you're with a team? Oh, that's a great idea. Nathan, you should do that. That's what some of the other pastors were saying. Yeah, Nathan, you go. You're a young guy. You do this. You go for it. Well, then I was kind of in a position where I felt like, oh, I have to just do it. And so I climbed up there. And, and, and there's, this is no great story. I, I was able to do it all and everything. But I, I got there, and some of those pastors, they were standing on this 40-foot platform, which you need to understand that it's a 40-foot platform that you climb up, and then you jump off, but it is over this kind of canyon. So as you go flying on this rope swing and you come out, I think you're like 80 to 100 feet off the ground. And, and it, it's, you're up there. And so I'm just, I'm looking and I'm, I saw a couple pastors. One of the pastors was actually younger than me. He went off and he jumped off, took it and just, just jumped off. And you've got slack in the rope. And I was, I was like, I am not gutsy enough to do that. So I just went to the edge and I carefully I scooted myself to the edge and I scooted over and I put my feet dangling down and I had a young lady who was probably a college student who was in charge of everything and she was totally fine with it. And I was like, I'm sorry that you're working with a 40-year-old man who's having a hard time here, but I'm going to get there carefully. And I got there and then I was like, okay, are you sure that you fastened me tightly into this? Yes, it's all good. And I'm pulling on the rope and pulling on my harness, making sure is this, I want to make sure it's not going to go anywhere because if I jump off 
and I'm not secure, this 40 foot is taking me out. Like, that's it. That's the end of my life. I'm done. And so I'm pulling on it. And it it was, there was this leap of faith. And I had to just like trust that everything is going to be okay. And again, there was slack in the rope. I really wish there wasn't slack. And so I had to jump off and there was a few feet of this free fall. And it just kind of, oof. And I just let out a bit. I tried to be as manly as I could, but I still let out just a woo. And I just kind of just took it. And I was so glad when the rope got tight. I was so glad when I started to soar through the air and it wasn't letting me go. So glad for that. Trust. Trust. What does it mean to trust? Can I hear from from a few of you this morning? What, what would you say, what is a definition for trust? Or what are some synonyms that we might give for the word trust? How would you describe it? I want to hear from you. What do you think? Dependable. Good, Steve. Someone else. Confidence. Confidence. Good, Mike. Someone else. Faith. Faith. Good, Craig. Someone else. More synonyms that we think this is kind of, this is what trust is like. Anything else we can think about? Reliability. Good. I think that was maybe Sue that said that. Okay. Someone else over here said something. Was it May? Fearless. Fearless. Good. Thank you. Were there others? Take your Bible. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to look at, at a verse that, for the book of Proverbs, this is probably the most well-known verse in the book of Proverbs. And I want us to look at this verse here, these verses, because I, I really believe that these verses give us a picture of trust. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That doesn't help me out yet, does it? It doesn't tell me about trust. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let's read on. It says, And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Adonai is the Hebrew word here. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Adonai. Betach is this Hebrew word for trust that is being used. Betach. And then the word for lean is the Hebrew word tishayin. Now, these, these two words, trust and lean, are not the same Hebrew words. And that, that's okay. Because the, I would still say these two words convey a very similar thing here. So, this morning I was playing on this bar stool. This is, um, I brought this over from my office. Do you like this bar stool? Kelsey, she found this bar stool about a decade ago. And she said, Nathan, you need that for your office. She loved it because it was just vintage. She's like, that is the bar stool that you need. So I have this bar stool. I've got two of them. I've got a bistro table in my office if you haven't seen it before. All right. Lean. This is, I'm leaning. I'm leaning on this bar stool. I'm trusting. 
in this bar stool. Now, if I were to take this music stand and lean on this, it's going to be a different outcome, isn't it? We're not, I'm not going to demonstrate that one. It's going to be a different outcome. It's not pretty. This is okay to lean on. Now, actually, if I was sitting down and leaning up against this bar stool, that also would not be good. If I was sitting down leaning up against a big oak tree, that'd be okay. I've got a big oak tree in my yard. That thing is a monster. It's got root systems that go and then pop up 20, 30 feet later. It's a monster. Thing is big and bulky. Here's where I'm going with this. The source is extremely important. What we put our trust in is extremely important. We'd be fools to put our trust in the wrong thing. I'm not going to put my trust in a music stand to hold me up. Put my trust in this. If I'm going to lean on something, I could trust in this. That'll be okay. Trust in the Lord. Why trust in the Lord? Because he's trustworthy. It's not, it doesn't say it here, but when we look at scripture, we look at what we know of the Lord, we can say this, God is trustworthy. That's why I am able to trust him, because he is trustworthy. Two weeks ago, well, three weeks ago, there was a VBS sign that I put up out here on Elm Street. Deanna had this, special ordered a, a sign for VBS to advertise. And we wanted to just advertise, here's what's ta- taking place. Um, and so I was kind of on the lookout for this VBS sign. And I knew that I wanted to hang it up. And so I went home and I found some string that I thought, well, this might work. And, and it, it wasn't... It wasn't rope. It probably should have been rope. It was just some string. I took it, and I went out, hung it, and I thought, well, it's not the greatest, but I think it's going to be okay. Hung it midweek, and a few, few uh, days went by, and it was just fine. But then Saturday night, two weeks ago, I'm not sure if you remember, it wasn't a big windstorm, but we did have enough of a windstorm here in Salem, and I came to church Sunday morning, and the very first thing I know when I enter through these side doors here, I look down through the foyer, I see our sign. Half of it tied up, and half of it just dangling there. And I thought, oh, windstorm was not good for that sign. Why? Well, it was, it was this, this string. It, it wasn't sturdy string. I should have been using rope. And so... I think it was Ryan and Rod who were able to help me out and at least kind of get something temporarily taken care of so we could get it back up. And then later that week I came through and I thought, let's get this even back up here higher and get it tied down a bit more. I'm not going to go to the YWAM ropes course, sit on the edge of that platform and take that string from Kelsey's pantry and say, all right, here we go. I'm jumping off. I'd be a fool. It matters what you put your trust in. It matters what you put your trust in. God is trustworthy. You can put your trust in the Lord. He will take care of you. He can be trusted. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then it says, And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own reasoning. Lean not on your own intellect. 
Lean not on your own knowledge or smarts, on your own wisdom or on your own skill. Don't lean on this stuff. Because when we lean on ourselves, it's faulty. Doesn't it almost sound, isn't that counterintuitive? Isn't that, how do I even lean on myself? I can't lean on myself. It it doesn't work. I don't think it works. And yet how often do I try to lean on my own reasoning? How often do I try to re... To, to lean on my own skill or my own ability? How often do I try to, to lean on my own understanding of what I believe is best? This last week, I contacted a, a young gentleman who about a decade ago went through our youth group. He lives out of state now. And I actually asked, I wanted to get the story right. And then I said, is it okay if I share this on Sunday? And he said, that's completely fine. I figured it would be completely fine with him. I really kind of wanted to make contact with him again because it's always good to have that. Just, hey, I'm just checking in. It's, I was thinking about you. And then I also wanted to make sure that I actually had the story right. And I, I'm glad I checked with him because I had the story partly wrong. So <clears throat> this, this young gentleman, and I will not mention his name, though it wouldn't matter for you, I don't think was meeting with him for coffee. We met periodically. Um, I don't recall just how often, but we, we met a number of times, going out for coffee and just chatting. And um, you need to know this about him. He was really good at soccer. Very good at soccer. And when, when the conversation began to kind of go a bit more spiritual, we were going spiritually a bit deeper, I asked him a question and I said, hey, I want to know this. If God took soccer away from you and you could not play soccer, would you be okay with that? I just wanted to ask him, if God were to take soccer away from you, would you be okay with that? Because if God took soccer away from you, you would still have God. And I'm just curious if you'd be okay with that. And it was interesting in talking about, talking with him this last week, he was saying, you know, Nate, when you asked me that, that was actually a really hard question. Because in that moment, I was really wrestling with that. I was really wrestling with that because he was a good soccer player. He was an upperclassman. He was, he played for Dallas Dragons. He was one of the soccer, he was one of the best soccer players of the team, if not the best soccer player on the team. And he was having to wrestle with that. And he didn't really give me an answer. And by the way, a lot of times when I ask those questions, I don't want an answer right away. Because if we just go with, uh, sure. No, no, no. I want you to think about this. If this was taken from you, are you really okay with it? Because don't just give me lip service. Like, really think about this. If this was taken from you, would you be okay? If you couldn't play soccer again, would you be okay? A couple months later, I asked him this in the summer when he was conditioning. A couple, if, if even a couple months later, maybe a month later, I don't remember exactly when, in a soccer game, he broke his ankle, broke his foot. He was taken out the rest of the season, and he could not play. And at that point, the break was so severe, he wasn't sure if he would ever be able to play soccer again. So God, by his spirit, was leading me. I I didn't realize it. God, by his spirit, though, was leading me to ask him, are you okay or not? 
it was interesting because later that school year, soccer is in the fall, later that school year, at the end of the year, we had a, a praise and worship night as a youth group. And we were just kind of reflecting on the past year. And I remember him saying to the group, this last year, I lost soccer. But he said something to the effect of, it was the best thing for me because I had God. It's okay that I lost soccer because I still have God. Now, you may not care about soccer, although this is, there's a lot of soccer being played right now, isn't there? A lot of hype. And there's a lot of, I can't believe who's, who's actually winning and who's not. This is incredible with the World Cup. Okay? But a lot of you probably don't care about soccer. But you care about something else. And you know what it is. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own intellect. Lean not on your own skill or your own ability. Lean not on your own knowledge. Lean not on your own wisdom. No. You do that, you will be led astray. This mind, as great as it is, it is not as great as I think it is. Which is why I must be rooted in the Lord. I must trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Now, I love Proverbs because it tells us not only what to do, trust in the Lord, but it tells us why we are to trust in the Lord. And I I love Proverbs because it's so practical because with other things this summer that we will look at, I think you will notice this, it will say, here's what you need to do. But then it doesn't just say, go do it. It says, this is why you do it. It's a very practical book. This is why you trust in the Lord. So come back to Proverbs 3, verse 5. Because verse 6 tells us why. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. Why trust in the Lord? Because he makes your path straight. He gives you direction. He gives you direction. Is that going to be an easy path? No. Certainly not. Will there be bumps in that? Absolutely. But he will give you direction. He will make your path straight. Why trust in the Lord? He will provide the direction that you need. Now, I want us to look at a couple other passages of Scripture this morning. And I've asked a couple Four different men to read some passages. I'm just going to ask them to stand where they're at and and read these. Dave, would you begin by reading Proverbs 29, verse 25? Proverbs 29, 25. To fear anyone will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Thank you, Dave. What'd you hear? Why trust in the Lord? Because? Safety. Safety. Yes, why trust in the Lord? Because I am kept safe. Now, there is this critical part of us, isn't there? Let's be honest. Let's be real here. There is this critical part of us that says, not everyone who trusts in the Lord is always kept safe. That is totally true. 
There are brothers and sisters of ours around the world right now who are under persecution. There are brothers and sisters of ours around the world who this last week lost their life because they bear the name Christ. The name of Christ, I should say. So again, going back to what we talked about last week, this is, Proverbs is a general truth. It is a probability. It is not a promise. It is not, this always happens 100% of the time. Proverbs is saying this, generally speaking, you live this way, this is typically how things work. This is generally how things work. So the question is, are you living this way? Are you living this way? Now, in God's sovereignty, if I am not kept safe, my focus is, am I trusting the Lord? Is my trust there? Am I living for the Lord? Am I being obedient as he calls me to be obedient? Now, for me, in my life, so far, as I have trusted the Lord, he has provided safety. Have I been in some dangerous situations? Absolutely. And the longer we get to know each other, the more I will probably share some of those. And yet, even in the midst of difficulty, God was trustworthy. He took care of me. Does he always do that? Not necessarily. Does he have to? No. But generally speaking, God provides safety. I would love to sit down with brothers and sisters in countries where they are persecuted. Because I almost guarantee that talking with them, they would say, God is my refuge and God is my safety. I believe that some of our brothers and sisters who are undergoing persecution, their faith is so much stronger than our faith here because it has been tested so much greater. And they will be some of the very first to say, in the midst of the difficulty, they will say, God is my stronghold. God is the one who protects me. God is where I find my safety. I will always go. Next verse. Ryan, would you stand and read Proverbs 16, verse 20. Good. Did you catch that? It says, if you listen, if I, I think there is implication of humility, if you are humble enough to listen, there will be prosperity. Generally speaking, and I don't know that we can define that prosperity in America, we always want to go straight to money, don't we? We, we just want to go straight to money. Well, I'll be wealthy. Uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that, but you will be prosperous as you learn humility and you learn how to listen to people. And then it goes on and it says, and you will be blessed if you trust in the Lord. Why trust in the Lord? Because you will be blessed. You will be blessed. How? By him. You will be blessed by him. Truly blessed, happy, truly happy will you be if you trust in the Lord. Steve, stand up and read Proverbs 3, 7, and 8.
Thank you, Steve. These verses come right after Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That's usually where we stop, isn't it? Those are the verses that we know or maybe even have memorized. But then the verses go on and it says, fear the Lord. It continues this idea of trusting the Lord, fear the Lord. And then he says, Solomon is saying, this, if you do this, it will bring health to your bones. This is actually good for you. This is good for your health. It is good to trust in the Lord. One last verse. Micah, go and stand up and read Proverbs 28, verse 25. Thank you, Micah. Are we kind of sensing this resounding um, declaration here? Trust in the Lord. You'll be taken care of. Trust in the Lord and you will be prosperous. Trust in the Lord. He will take care of you. Trust in the Lord. Don't look to yourself. Looking to ourself. Looking to that which I believe is best. Is a faulty system. Look to the Lord. How do I look to the Lord? If I'm going to look to the Lord, I've got to know what He has revealed. This is where I begin. The Bible, His Word, this is what He has revealed to us. Know this book, study this book. And as I study this book, I begin to understand the character of God. This is how I know God. This is how I trust in God. What areas of your life do you need to bring greater trust in the Lord to? Where do you need to bring greater trust to the Lord? I hope that you know this as I have been speaking. I hope that you've been thinking. I trust that the Spirit has been convicting you Ah, yes, these are areas where I probably look to myself. But I need to to be looking to the Lord. I need to trust the Lord that he's working here. It might be in something that is completely difficult right now. And you say, I don't get it. I don't know how this is going to work out. I want you to know that you have not been forgotten. You are not abandoned by the Lord. He has not left you. He is here. He is trustworthy. To me, I think so much, and I I think I do this because I can see this in, in a number of areas of life. I hope that you have lived lived long enough where you have had a relationship with someone where they have been able to speak truth to you and tell you something that was difficult for you to hear. And yet you saw it be good. You saw in the end this was good. Maybe someone who had you do something that was hard. But you can look back and say, you know what? That person really had my best in mind. Can't help but think about a coach. Where a coach will push Athletes to be the best. But they know in order to be the best, they've got to push them a bit. Make them do that which is hard. I know it's going to be hard, these daily doubles. It's going to be hard. It's going to make you stronger. 
There is this sense of, can you trust the person who's leading you? And I hope that we've all had someone in our life, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's someone older than us, a friend who has spoken truthfully and said, this is what you need. This is going to be for your better. It might be hard now, but hang on, because it's going to be okay. That is the Lord. That is God. God is there. He is there. And he allows us to go through that which can be difficult. But he's there like a coach maybe. Or like a parent. Or like a mentor saying this could be difficult. Yes. But it's going to be okay. You hang on. You trust in those people who are leading you. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on that which you believe is best. Don't lean on your own money. Don't lean on your own job or your own success at your work. Don't lean on other people. These things are faulty systems. They're going to let us down. Trust in the Lord. Because we will not go wrong there. As I speak this message to you this morning, this message is just as much for me. Because the last week and a half for me has been difficult. And so as I was preparing this week, it was almost like God was speaking to me and saying, Nathan, you're preparing this for these people. Nathan, you better believe this is just as much for you. This is just as much for you. God has not left. He has never abandoned us and he never will. He is here. He is trustworthy. So my prayer. Those areas where we struggle, we surrender. Lord God, you are capable of my trust. Bring you my trust today. Lord, search our hearts. But Lord, not only you search our heart, may we ourselves search our hearts right now. Father, there's things that we do go through that are difficult. There are things that are hard for us to understand. But Father, I pray that our trust in you would be unshaken. When there are times where our trust in you is tested, may those things not cause us to grow bitter towards you, but may our trust in you run deeper. Father, may we not be found guilty of leaning on our own understanding, on our own intellect, on our own knowledge, on our own wisdom, or on our own skill or ability. Because it's all faulty. It will crumble. Father, may we trust in you. You are good. You can be trusted. I thank you for that. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.